Hi there, it's Dee with Tea with Dee, and we're going to have another vlog. Whee! That rhymed. Today we're going to talk about part one of three tricks for getting kids to start to start bleh, thinking for themselves no matter their age. Okay? So first of all, let's talk about how I got these skills, which is by accident. So I know that not all of you have children, and to be fair, not all of you want children. But don't go thinking this blog isn't for you just because of the title. Notice, I didn't call it three tricks for getting your kids, blah, blah, blah. Totally intentional. So whether you have or want kids or not, the fact is lots of us have fairly regular interactions with the more youthful set of humanity. Long before I had kids, I was spending nearly all my time with kids. In fact, I went from being a kid myself to teaching coaching. Oh, there's a little fruit fly in front of me. Not anymore. Uh, teaching coaching and mentoring kids and their mothers, but that's another story for another day. Um, so I was doing this long before I had kids and I didn't realize for many, many years that that pretty much non-existent transitional period for me, like from kid to adult kid was the best thing that could have happened to me. As far as talking to, coaching, and motivating, and not to mention understanding, kids. Why? Because part of my psyche, honestly, never really grew up, as my kids will be quick to tell you. Sure, that's part of it. But also because, as a result, I've never forgotten what it's like to be a kid. So a lot of what I'm sharing with you today comes out of that space, okay? And yes, I've worked with kids and yes, I have degrees in education and all of that. But truth be told, this is like grassroots right here. So honestly, I think that that understanding piece, I think that's the better part of the struggle that adults have with youth. And it's why we get the, you just don't understand line as much as we do. For all intents and purposes, we don't understand because we've forgotten. Anyways, my good, bad luck, depending on how you look at it, put me in a position to have the mindset necessary to meet young people where they're at. And what a blessing, let me tell you, now that I have kids myself. Um, that doesn't mean perfection. It doesn't mean it's all smooth sailing. Oh, no. But I bring something different to the table, and that's part of what I'll share with you. So the other piece is communication skills. And because that's also what I do, my poor children are communicated with within an inch of their lives. Anyways, I am not suggesting that you put your mouth on autopilot, even if you could. Far, far from it. It's actually all about intentionality. So choosing, right? So interestingly, the skills we'll talk about here today, or we'll set up for here today anyways, are applicable to everyone in every situation for real. I won't rehash listening as a skill because I've done that recently. And if you go in the, the blog below, you'll see the link to last week's uh, blog and vlog and audio. But if you haven't caught it, I highly recommended that, recommend that you do so, N not even just because I wrote it, but that is a pretty good reason. So what do I mean when I say thinking for themselves? So what are we looking at here? Well, when I use the phrase, I mean exactly that. 
Many kids are being raised at a time and a place where the answers are given to them. So I'll give examples, just you wait. But this, these, this information is given to them by everyone and everything. We're not going to talk a lot about, you know, looking things up on Google and stuff like that. But, but I am going to use a few examples with that right now. So, for instance, want to know about cheetahs? Ask Google. Want to know what beautiful looks like? Check out Insta. Want to know what to think and when? Listen to your teacher, the prescribed curriculum, any authority figure. Want to know what to believe? We'll find the nearest faith center or spiritual guru near you and go talk to them. Want to know how to feel? Well, listen to the latest sexualized pop song or TV reality show or toxically positive preschool children's program. Want to know where the backpack's been left? Ask your mom. Want to know why the homework isn't done and no one reminded you? Ask your mom again. So censor the books, but let her rip on Netflix, right? So of course, to some of you, uh, it's going to seem like I'm maybe laying this on thick or laying this out in extreme form, but am I really? Really, really? I don't think so. One thing I learned working with kids before and after I had kids is that this is real. I am not imagining things. As a result, there are real consequences. So another question for you, what's the cost of this? So off the top of my head, I can think of at least six prices to be paid. So first of all, and most obviously, kids who can't think for themselves. Two, kids who blame others for anything and everything. Three, kids who don't do anything unless someone tells them how to, when to, and so on. Four, kids who never learn to lead. Five, kids who fail at adulting. And six, kids who place an extraordinary and unnecessary, frankly, burden on their parents. And let's be honest, odds are good that it's mom or another woman carrying that burden. So that's, like I said, just off the top of my head, and I'm sure that if you and I sat down and did a little brainstorm, that list would get a whole lot longer. So these strategies or tricks that I'm gonna show you, where, or sorry, not where, we'll get to that. When can I use them? So the simplest answer is all the time, but that's not exactly true. I mean, when there's danger involved, thinking of oneself isn't always an available option. So I'll give you a story. So we have a cabin in the Rocky Mountains where we spend big chunks of our summer. And as it's in a national park, we get the amenities and the realities that that, that affords. And a big one of those things, figuratively and literally, are bears. Bears, not the Winnie the Pooh teddy bears, real bite your ass off bears that are wild, okay? And that reality is frequently lost on the tourists that come to the national park because they do stupid things like they give their kids lollipops and then they kind of push them towards the bear for a photo op. See, 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 this is the result of kids who didn't learn to think and they became adults. It's natural selection. But that's not actually the story I wanna share. This one, 
the one I want to share today and about not being able to think for yourself and that being okay. This one is about my sons and their cousins. Now, while I don't want to give you the impression that that bears roam around day and night, they are something you need to keep in mind in this environment, especially in the spring and the fall when they come down from the mountain to um, to find food. These are black and brown bears. Usually it's uh, grizzly bears stay up in the more alpine regions. Anyways, on this hot day, um, summer day in August, it was about three years ago, um, the, th the four little boys were outside playing. So one was 12, one was uh, probably 10, and then uh, seven and five. And the five-year-old, so the two, the two older ones are mine, and the youngest one, the five-year-old, their cousin has Down syndrome, but he's he's a regular playmate with the other boys. So they're all outside playing around. And so my Jeep, which is an important part of this story, is parked about 50 feet away from our front door of our tiny little cabin. So the four little boys are outside playing and do boy things and screaming and carrying on. And I'm in the kitchen cooking. All right. And so I hear the screaming, it's kind of background noise. And all of a sudden the screaming changes quality, but it takes me a second to realize that, that the screaming is no longer fun screaming, but it's like real screaming, right? So I whip open the door and all of a sudden there is a bear standing 20 feet away from me. Okay, so the two middle boys, my youngest son and the one cousin, had already hightailed it and gotten in the Jeep. I leave the Jeep unlocked. Thank God. Um, so they're in there and they're screaming for the other two. Now, my 12-year-old, okay, he's hysterical. He's running in this semicircle back and forth between the Jeep and the cabin. And he doesn't know what to do. And the reason he doesn't know what to do is there's his cousin with Down syndrome, five years old, standing not 15 feet from the bear. And this child has no clue, no clue the danger that he's in and what ought to be done. So my son, my older son is beyond logic, right? He knows he should be in the Jeep, but he also knows he's the oldest kid there and that his cousin doesn't have the capacity to understand the very real problem and the danger that is at hand. So he's caught in this space between what do I do, what do I do, what do I do? So I yelled at the top of my lungs, which is no mean feat, by the way, for him to get in the Jeep now. And the tone and the volume was enough to kind of break through that that raw panic, right? I was perfectly prepared to, if that didn't work, to run out and grab him basically from in front of the bear. Meanwhile, that but it was enough and he snapped out of it and he ran for the Jeep. Meanwhile, my husband came around the corner, grabbed our nephew and literally threw them in the cabin, threw him in the cabin with us, right? So we yelled for the other boys to stay put and then we all waited for the bear to meander away. Now there's kind of a, a an unwritten understanding in the community. It's a very, very small community. So when there's a bear in the area, you let everybody else know there's a bear in the area because there's kids everywhere too, right? And no, we haven't had any maulings and things like that. And I'd like to believe it's because we don't give our kids lollipops among other things. So after they walked away, or well, the bear walked away and we dealt with things, um, we congratulated the boys and, and we really talked to our oldest about how how we understood his conundrum, his panic, right? So this is an example of when not to ask kids to think for themselves. I mean, obviously I would hope to you guys that that's the case. So like, what was I gonna say? Now son, 
There's a bear there, and your cousin is nearby and doesn't understand the danger. You need to protect yourself. Oh, and you should think about how to protect him too. Yeah, that's as stupid as it sounds, to be honest. So the, the strategies I'm sharing with you obviously are not for when imminent danger is at play. So then what age does this work for? Honestly, any age. Like seriously, I was using this te- these techniques when my oldest son was 18 months old. Yes, he had limited understanding. So uh, I was relying on things like tone of voice and facial expression and objects like this or this to try and convey my intentions. But the point of that stage wasn't to do anything other than to model a behavior and a communication pattern that I would then continue throughout his life, right? And that he would pick up and model himself. And yeah, when he was seven, nothing I did seemed to make sense to him. He skipped the terrible twos and went straight to the satanic sevens. But I kept doing this because I knew that it had worked before, it would work again. So when he was 14 and he was sure he knew and understood everything in the world and that I was clearly just trying to subvert his awesomeness, these were the only things, these strategies that I'm going to share with you that, that kept me sane and kept him alive. So I've used what I'm going to share with you with every kid from every background that I've ever taught, including differently abled individuals like my nephew and culturally diverse and linguistically diverse kids. So it's important, obviously, to adjust your approach, your your language, your sort of energy level and expectations and your sophistication level, depending on the child in question. Every person is different, right? And that requires you, you to consider them as such. This is custom communication. That's where it's at, people. So the point is not that this is perfect. There will be days when you succeed and days when you pull your hair out. But you will see a significant difference in the quality of your relationships and perhaps even more importantly, the quality of the thinking, decision-making, accountability, and increasing maturity in the kids you're working with. So I have an assignment for you. It's our first assignment. It's very exciting. Before I go ahead and just give you the goods here, I want you to take some time to think about and observe your own interactions with others, with or without the addition of kids, okay? I want you to consider the six prices to be paid that I listed earlier and reflect on your own life. Are you a victim of this? Are you a perpetrator? Are you one of the few that somehow dodged one or more of these bullets? And if you are great, now go out there and show others how it's done. So I want you to come back next week and I'll share the tools. In the meantime, I invite you to guess what the three tools might be. In fact, if you have some guesses, I would love to hear them. So hit me up at Donna, D-O-N-N-A, at T with D. So that's T-E-E with D, just the letter D, dot com. So one final thought before I sign off, okay? I am 210% aware that life doesn't always allow for such, for the level-headed approaches I'm going to share with you. Um, and that sort of clear thinking. Sometimes our stress levels are off the charts. We've lost the plot. Um, Sometimes we're so busy, we don't know which end is up. And sometimes kids are just plain old being little shits. So sometimes there are critical and or or clinical and or psychological factors at play. 
So I don't live in a coconut and I know you don't live in a coconut either. So life happens. So what we're trying to do in this little series and actually in all the work that I do is to create awareness so that there's the possibility of choice so that you start showing up to play, right? So, right. I'm going to sign off, but I'm just going to remind you, as always, I am personally inviting you to book a wee chat with me at Tea with D. We'll have a Zoom call. We'll have a cup of something we like, and we'll get to know each other a bit better. And I'll tell you all about my signature Tea with D transformation coaching for women. And I love nothing better. Honestly, I know I say it all the time, but it's the truth. I love nothing better than helping women just like you unleash all the wildness and potential just waiting to emerge. This is your opportunity, right? When you're ready, I'll be waiting. Bye for now.